Hey, um, I'm back from India, and uh, I've actually been back for <clears throat> a few days. I was just getting um, adjusted to uh, the, I don't know, just to the world as I remember it. Um, and um, I, I didn't jump on to do a podcast. Uh, because I was still processing the whole trip, so um, I, I didn't want to. If I jumped on earlier, <laughs> I think the 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 um, most of the podcast would have been about my um, dysentery. I, I came back with a mild case of dysentery. So <laughs> fun times, fun times. Now. Um, and I, anyway, I didn't want to jump on too early because I didn't, I just wanted to kind of process, you know, sit with the, um, my trip and so anywho, um, I have not listened to my previous podcast, um, India part one because A, I get terribly embarrassed when I listen to myself. And uh, B, I'm pretty sure I was overthinking everything and um, would only be extra mortified <laughs> by, by the podcast. But I think I, I left with two hopes for my trip. Um, one is some level of comfort with the idea of spirituality. And, oh, God, I think the second one was um, some affirmation that I'm, you know, I don't know, I don't want to say it, I'm embarrassed, anyway, that I like myself, <laughs> like an SNL character, um, anyway, both of those, totally, yes, yes, um, the second one, I feel silly that I, that was even coming up for me, um, but the first one was kind of, you know, a big lofty goal to put on um, on the trip and I, I think I realized that um, early in on the first few days um, that I put way too much emphasis on um, wanting to I don't know just wanting this this, this this I want I had this desire of just really you know having a spiritual moment I guess um, so anyway, I think I'll just tell you about my trip a little bit, break it down, um, the good, the bad, the real. <laughs> um, everyone who saw my stuff on Facebook was like, you look like you're having a great time. And I did. I had a fantastic time. It was, it was an unforgettable adventure. It was an adventure. It was not a vacation. Um, there was many a time that I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> why are you here and why aren't you at Turks and Caicos with a glass of champagne in your hand? Um, but so I, I make the note about Facebook because on Facebook I also didn't, you know, post. I guess I posted just all the happy good stuff, which I think is, you know, the, the criticism of Facebook that it just puts everyone's life, um, makes it look like everything is happy, joy, joy. And I didn't post the, you know, horrible head cold that I got, the um, period from hell, the then the dysentery at the end, and 
the emotional breakdown, you know, after a few days of being at the ashram. Um, I mean, it was, it was a full, you know, full range of emotions were experienced and felt. And overall, it was a wonderful trip. Um, I'm grateful to have gone. I'm grateful to everyone who helped me make it possible to go. It took a lot of people, um, you know, supporting me back at home to, to let me go to my kids for being awesome. Um, but yeah, so, so we get there. So it's a, uh, for me, it was a, uh, two flights, one short flight to New York, um, from Wilmington, North Carolina, and then a few hours there, then, um, 15 hour flight to New Delhi. Um, when I got to New Delhi, I didn't see the person, I didn't see my name, someone was supposed to pick me up, and I was scared, I'm, I'm not going to lie, I was terrified, I'm a single, you know, woman in India for the first time, I'm getting in at like 10 o'clock at night, local time, um, so I <laughs> was a little, little bit scared, but uh, made a few calls, you know, jumped online, I knew that, um, and you saw, I knew five, there were about 150 people going to this this yatra, um, and I knew about five of them from my local uh, shala. So contacted them. One of them was kind enough to jump in a cab to come get me, uh, unbeknownst to me, because I just jumped in a cab and said, "Fuck it, <laughs> I'm just gonna go to the hotel." And um, so we missed each other, but I I went to the hotel. And they, uh, it was a, it's, it was a nice hotel. The, my first experience that we, the taxi, you know, drives up to the hotel and there's armored security at the hotel. So before you can go in the gate, they open the, um, trunk and the hood <laughs> before we could go in. And then as a guest, I had to, you know, go through, um, you know, security thing and then on top of that as a woman I guess I don't, yeah I just realized that they do that to the women I mean, maybe they pat down the men right there in the open and I didn't notice but they take us aside to this enclosed area and a woman um, um, pats us down so that was a bit like whoa <laughs> uh, but it was a, a you know beautiful hotel so I'm for, I was like, okay, this is, you know, I can do this. Um, I was worried. I think I got stupidly, ignorantly worried about smells and scents. Um, nothing, you know, the hotel in New Delhi is you know, metropolitan as can be. No, just, that was ignorance on my part. Um, hotel's great. Get in, wake up, um, the person that I'm sharing the room with, um, didn't know her first time we met and that was ended up being really cool because um I think I had I met a few people on this trip that will be friends um lifelong friends and and I think she will be one of them because we bonded on this <laughs> on this adventure of ours um she's she was Italian uh lived in 
lived in Paris, but currently lives in the Congo. So how fucking cool is that? I was like, yes. <laughs> um, awesome. Awesome. <clears throat> okay. First night, get up. We're practicing at the hotel. Um, so everything so far is hunky-dory. I'm not having any kind of culture shock. Um, feeling fine. Not feeling jet-lagged or anything. Um, my Wi-Fi is working. Everything, life is, is but a dream at this point. Everything is great. Um, we meet up with, now, this Yatra, I have to pause a second and describe the Yatra. The Yatra, I think, was in three or four parts. I only came in for one part of it, uh, specifically coming to, going to, um, Utrakashi to practice, um, Ashtanga with, Sharat Joyce, um, who's the leading um, teacher of Ashtanga Yoga. But before that, people had already been on this yatra. I, I couldn't tell you what they did, where they went. They went places, but we meet up at this point, and then they also moved, went on after us. Um, and I see the pictures now on Facebook, and they seem to have done some really cool stuff. But at this point in the Yatra, 150 people are converging from, I believe, 32 or 36 different countries. Um, so it's getting to know people, <clears throat> you're sitting down to various meals, and um, and it's, it's all fun and, and interesting at this point, very uh, touristy. So our first outing... If I, I want to make sure I remember this correctly. Anyway, it, it was all great. Uh, I, there's some pictures I posted. You know, there was this huge um, Shiva that I posted on uh, on Facebook that, you know, was the, the, the things I got to see, the things I got to experience, you know, completely awesome. Just, like, I was so happy. I was happy to be there with friends from North Carolina and meet new people. Um, we went to a couple different temples and this is where I kind of felt like I was pushing the, I really want to be spiritual <laughs> where I was like, I, I just wasn't feeling it authentically. Um, where I, I kind of had to have that inner conversation with myself, like Marisol, what the fuck? Just chill, just chill, just be, just experience, you know, stop, stop, you know, overthinking everything. Um, I did have a few moments at, at different temples where if it, it's, it wasn't necessarily that I felt a sense of spirituality or anything, but I, I did get that sense, the taste of why India is such a Mecca for people on a spiritual journey, because it is everywhere you see it. Um, you know, it is something, it is part of their culture, and, um, you see it in a, a, a thousand different varieties. So that was, um, that was pretty, that was pretty cool. Um, I don't know if it's the sec, I'm, my days kind of blend in, but on this part of the trip, I think maybe it was the second day, we go to a, um, we do go to this temple, we go on a cable car up to this temple, and, 
There I felt the opposite. There was 180. I did not feel any sense of spirituality. In fact, it was probably just, it was, it reminded me of the New Testament. Okay, let me describe it first and then I'll go back. Um, there's this temple and you, within within the space, there are several, I, I couldn't even tell you, many, many, many people, many different little altars, many different uh, people offering blessings. And when I say offering blessings, you had to pay for the blessings. And they were kind of aggressive, in my opinion, about it. Um, and I, I didn't like this experience at all. It was, it was, it was the opposite of, you know, maybe the day before when we had gone to other temples where there was just a serenity, a quietness, and a respect. Um, and me trying to understand the history of, of these different temples versus this was just like pressure and, and fast and money exchanging hands um, for blessings. And it did remind me, um, there was at one point, you know, reminded me of the story of Jesus. I, I believe he was a child. I believe he was a child. The end, he went to temple and he got really mad because everyone had tables lined up and um, and he gave a great speech about, you know, church and God. And, um, that's what it felt like to me. It felt just this, it, what did, there's nothing spiritual for me in that, in that area. It felt like a, a place where um, people got taken for, you know, money. <laughs> but yet, it was still, you know, it was, it was an experience. Um, all right, so then, those are like the first few days. Then we move on to um, the trip to Utrakashi, uh, which, you know, we get on these buses, and um, I can't, I don't know. I, I took a little clip of a video of it to share with my kids because it, it felt like a death trap. <laughs> I felt like I was going to... Imminent death was just around the corner. So we're going up the mountain. It's a six-hour drive. And the bus is, like, you know, just tossing us about. And um, I couldn't even look out the window to see, you know, as we're going around the curve. Because... Indians drive, yeah, I, I feel like I'm a fairly well-traveled person. I've, I've been to many different countries in my life, and I would, you know, have to say Indian driving is probably the scariest for me. Um, they seem to do it intuitively versus any, you know, um, design. So there's a lot of... Uh, you go around the corner and everyone's driving in the middle of the road and it's a very very narrow road but you know one way is mountain the other way is you know death <laughs> so um you know you go around and you honking you hear a honking beep and there's someone on a moped and you know or you have to stop and so we're going up this mountain maybe 10-15 miles an hour um do Utrakashi. So that in itself was an experience. And it was, it, I ended up getting to know my um, roommate, the, the one I mentioned earlier. 
on this trip, and she got to know me, and it was fun. Um, I think I got a little nauseous at one point, but all was good. All, all was good. Um, then we get, we get to Utrakashi. Um, and we get to the ashram, and it was nighttime, and I think, you know, I could speak for myself. I was exhausted, and I just, uh, I wanted to get in my room, and I, I wanted to go to bed. I don't even know what day that was. I don't know if it was a Saturday or Sunday. But anyway, we get there. Excuse me, having a sip. And um, I'm assigned a room with someone that I know from North Carolina. And there was a little bit of room confusion, but we get into the room. The room's very clean, but it is, it's, it's an ashram. It's not. Um, it's not a hotel. The bed was hard. Like it was hard. It was, the mattress was. I. It. I mean, it was. It ended up actually being fantastic for my bed. The whole experience was fantastic. But you know, it. It was. It was living in an ashram. Um, you know, bucket baths and washing my own clothes by hand and two meals a day and we were meant to be quiet during the meals and um, not using toiletry, you know, or I don't know how you, how do you say this? Don't flush things down the toilet. You know, they don't use toilet paper. They, um, they use their left hand. I learned this to uh, clean themselves after in the bathroom. Um, I ended up using toilet paper <laughs> but it was it was uh, hold on one second my guest host is that would be hope coming in from the outside um it was you know hard living it I mean yeah I was fuck it obviously no wi-fi um very spotty which basically disconnected me for for the week I mean I got to go into town here and there and log in to check in on my kids and send them messages but I you know I was disconnected as much as I've ever been since um having you know <clears throat> all this technology available to us um, the food was good. Um, it was, I, I did get a little bit tired of it by the end of the week. I was like, oh, you know, um, no coffee, <laughs> which, was not, which was like, whoa, but they had lovely chai tea. Um, at this point, Anyway, this this week at the ashram was fantastic. It was probably my favorite part of the whole trip. Um, but it wasn't something... It wasn't, like, incredibly difficult. But now that I look back on it, I'm like, holy shit, that was fucking intense and awesome. And, uh, you know, I'm kind of impressed with myself that I had the uh, ability to do it and to hang and be... Um, you know, we get up very early. We got up at five in the morning and 
we'd practice with Sherrod at six, or uh, there were two groups, some practice at six, some practice eight. I practiced at six, um, then we'd have chai, then we'd have a little bit of free time, and then we'd have a, something in the afternoon. Um, oh, I'm sorry, back up. After chai and after the second group was done with uh, their practice, we would have breakfast, then we would have free time, then we um, would do have some sort of activity, um, a lot of them with, with the monks or the swamis of the, of the ashram. Um, and I think from chanting to, you know, we had this one night where we got to see a movie based on um, some, you know, Swami, famous Swami, who um, used to be an atheist, and then was uh, a true story based on an Indian who grew up to become a journalist and an atheist and freedom fighter against, you know, uh, the English rule in India, and then uh, went to write a story about um, spirituality and um, found himself studying under two different teacher gurus and um, then becoming a huge inspiration and um, following you know this this particular life so it was it was all I mean, we had speakers different you know swamis coming to speak um, to me probably the most heartfelt event of the week was um, when the town of Utrakashi invited us to, I mean, it's a very, to say, poverty-stricken community. I don't mean to be offensive. I just don't know any other words to describe it. But um, and it was just, uh, when you go into the little town, it was, for me, it was just humbling, humbling. Uh, I've never experienced poverty like that or um, seen you know people living their life that way and uh, it for me definitely put a lot of things in perspective as far as my relationship with um, <laughs> with money and fear um, anyway but these people were, were lovely, just absolutely lovely, and treated us to this dinner. Um, and I didn't know this before I'd signed up for the trip, but there had been some bad floods. Um, and I knew that part, but this town specifically got hit very, very hard. And so the little tourism that they, you know, depended on um, – dried up for them, especially after the second flood. They said that after the first one, you know, they got a lot of national attention, or not national, um, worldwide attention, and received a lot of help. But after the second one, not so much. And so our group, our Yatra, was the first to come since they had been devastated like that. And um, they threw us this, they did like this little community theater production for us and um that was fucking cool and you know I really enjoyed that I actually got up on stage at 
in the end, they invited us up to, um, to dance, and I danced with this one girl, and, you know, we laughed, and it was just, it was genuine awesomeness all around. Um, we brought, some, some of us brought some stuff for the children, though I ended up getting in trouble. I brought two, like, things of candy and handing it out, and, uh, and that was awesome, until I got in trouble <laughs> for doing it, but, um, so I did get in trouble, but, um, it was, it was, a, it was a great, that, you know, was a great experience, uh, practicing all week long with, um, with Sharat was, was cool, um, I was nervous about it, I didn't think I would be prepared for it, I was wrong, my teacher fully prepared us, um, I, you know, I did, the, I showed up every day, I did my practice, and I did it being sick, because that week that I was in the ashram, I got sick twice. The first one was, um, excuse me for my male listeners, <laughs> but I got my period, and it wasn't just like any period, it was like the worst period of the year. I don't know if it was the travel, some other, you know, medical issues going on with me, I don't know, but um, it was, it was my poor little ash <laughs> room in the ashram looked like a murder scene for one night and um, had to wake up. I unfortunately woke up my roommate as I was, you know, hand washing the sheets, <laughs> praying, and then trying to figure out, wait, hold on, if I can't flush the toilet, what, what, what's, what's the plan here? Um, and really just feeling miserable um, physically. So, um, but I, I, you know what, I got up and I practiced and I did my practice. Then shortly thereafter, I think combined with a period, I got this ridiculous head cold. Um, and, um, so when I didn't practice and I didn't, I wasn't, um, doing whatever the activities were at the ashram, I was in bed. <laughs> I was in bed. So, um, and which is probably a good thing because it, lessen the opportunities for me to, you know, f try to force spirituality or something. Um, a couple days into, ow, sorry, I have a fever blister and I just bumped against it. Um, a couple days after that, um, into this week at the ashram, I did have like a little bit of an emotional breakdown and I don't know if it was emotional I think it was emotional for a lot of different reasons. Um, you know, I felt like I was looking for something and I wasn't finding it. Uh, I missed my kids. Um, I don't know. I was just, you know, got... But it was a funny way, the way it happened, my little emotional breakdown was I was, um, I was writing in my journal. I was outside of my room and had my headphones on. I, I think it was very clear that it was kind of like, not, I just didn't want to talk. Um, I just kind of <laughs> wanted to be. Uh, and someone, this gentleman came up to me, another person I think I'll, I'll be, you know, lifelong friends with. And, um sat down and I don't really want to share what he and I discussed because it is 
private and personal, but um, it was probably the most intense um, experience of the whole trip for me because I had this conversation and I started just, you know, crying. And, um, you know, I just felt this release is all like the way I could describe it, just this release of like, and here's this gentleman who um, doesn't know me, didn't, didn't, we didn't know, hadn't met prior to this. And um, even though he was at the ashram and I was at the ashram, but again, it's 150 people. And, um, but he felt compelled to tell me certain things and the things that he felt compelled to tell me, it was sort of like he could, he was looking in my soul and um, it was intense. You know, when we finished that conversation, I was went back to my room and I was just sobbing. Um, <clears throat> and again, I mean, this all sounds really sad and horrible, but it wasn't. It was just, um, it was intense. It was all the way, the only way I can describe it. And it, to me, that moment was, was very special. Um, okay. And then, so... So that was basically, you know, the week at the ashram. I mean, they're, I'm cutting out a lot of, you know, things that happened. We went to <laughs> um, the Ganges River in India is a, a um, big part of this trip because it kind of followed us to the different places we had been. You know, the Ganges is a very long river. Um, in the beginning of the trip, um, we went to a, a, I don't know what to call it, um, I don't know what the right word is, I mean, I, it's escaping me, but it's something that occurs, I, I believe, every week at sunset, and it's a, a big, um, proceeding, I don't know, um, well, but people go into the river, and they dunk themselves seven times, um, washing away their sins for seven past generations and seven future generations. Um, and I did it. This is before we went to the ashram. I did it um, this one time, and and it was awesome. You know, I hell, I don't if if it's true. <laughs> I am sure that there is seven generations of sins worthy of being washed away. And so, um, I, I had no problems with that. I had no, you know, um, I was, I was comfortable with it. It was a great experience and it was cool. Um, we went again to the Gandhi's river in, when we're up <clears throat> in the mountains in Utrakashi and it looked completely different there. Um, it was it was beautiful and serene, and we actually had a conference um, with Sharat there, and that was awesome. That was really beautiful. Unfortunately, a friend of mine from North Carolina um, hurt herself, and and things took a very dramatic turn. She um, broke her ankle or fractured it on both ends, and um, I ended up going to the hospital with her in Utrakashi, which was an experience in itself. I mean, it was, it was 
it was gross. Uh, it was gross. I mean, I asked to go to the bathroom, and the doctor was like, no, no, do not go to the bathroom. Too disgusting. Like, it was an intense experience. They didn't have wheelchair. They didn't have crutches. Um, it was, it was, yeah, gnarly. Um, so there was that kind of, that happened on the trip, and felt really awful for um, my friend specifically, because this is how her trip, you know, the turn her trip took. Um, then it got dramatic also trying to figure out how we, she was going to get off the mountain <laughs> to, to get the medical attention that she needed. And she was there for a few days with, um, anyway, they, she was airlifted, a helicopter lifted out of, um, out of Utrakashi, out of the mountains, um, she did not have to endure the six hour, I think it was five on the way down. I think we could go a little faster on the way down. Still bumpy though. Uh, drive down to Rikitesh is where we, my, the end of my trip happens. And this is actually where I think I got sick. Um, and it was, this was interesting. This is a really interesting part of the trip because, you know, you get, you become very, used to the ashram. I, at least I did very quickly, you know. I was shocked um, how easy it was to not have coffee for X number of days and get up and practice and, you know, be quiet and <laughs> have hours of no electricity available to you and not be connected um, and all those things. So we leave the ashram you know, feeling a little bit, at this point, I was feeling a little bit sad because I, realistically, would I ever be back? I don't know. It was a beautiful experience. I, I was, you know, really appreciative of the time I had spent there, um, knowing that a lot of people that I had met were going on, um, you know, thinking this would be a great place. I wish, you know, I always had the sense during the trip that I wish my kids were with me because I, I really wanted them to be experiencing the things that I was experiencing. Um, so I was a little melancholy on the way down, but when we get to Rikitash, when we get to the hotel, um, oh my gosh, <laughs> it's just joy, 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 just to be back in, I mean, when we got to the hotel and we got to the buffet, I, I can't, I'm just going to speak for myself. I was like, what, <laughs> what ashram, what? Give me, give me. I was like shoveling food in my mouth and had coffee all in that within that first meal. Um, anyway, on, at, right after that meal, um, I, I, I don't know if I, I think there was this moment I had water that I, up until now, I'd been really careful about drinking just bottled water. But I do remember having this drink. And anyway, that's when my tummy troubles start, started. But that was still um, an awesome part of the trip. It was just, you know, just my first of everything after the ashram, my first cup of coffee, my first meal, um, and everything. It's still kind of happening even back now that I'm back in the States, you know, <laughs> my first pedicure after, you know, um, everything is that first time after this trip is kind of awesome. Um, and, um, 
it brings a lot of gratitude and appreciation for for whatever I'm I'm enjoying, whatever first world treats I'm I'm having. Um, but that's where I got my tummy troubles, and you know we we went back out um, in Rikatesh, and we did some shopping, and I um, <clears throat> got to hang with some more different people from the from the yatra and it was fun and we again the ganges river um we went and did another blessing there and um i actually had an um a massage at the hotel um but again it wasn't uh, it you know it was still a massage you can't really complain about a massage but it wasn't what I'm used to and um or probably what I needed at the time I ended up doing this oil bath and then going to a steam room and I, I'm already starting to feel sick at this point um and I think that detoxification kind of made it worse so that night it's my last night um with the yatra you know the next morning we're planning it the is a five-hour train ride to um, New Delhi, and, or it's a one-hour bus ride, then a five-hour train ride to New Delhi, and this train ride is not like, you know, the trains, you know, the train <laughs> from Paris to England, this is, this is very rustic, very, um, um, it's, it's a hard travel day, it's a hard travel day, you have your luggage, and, um, you know, you're getting jostled about a lot, but the night before I started to get sick and uh, wake up my, my poor roommate with my tummy troubles running back and forth to the bathroom. And, um, you know, by the time I get on the train, I'm burning up and, um, someone gave me, was kind enough to give me some Cipro and, um, that didn't sit well with me. So the five hours on the on the train were kind of vicious for me, were kind of the, the just, you know, I was feeling awful. Um, I just wanted to make it, I just wanted to make it without throwing up, without, um, I was worried that on this train, the train on the way, the, the first time I took the train on the way there, the five hour train, the bathroom situation was you basically pee. <laughs> in between the rails like <laughs> there wasn't a toilet so I thought that's what it was going to be like and I was freaking out but luckily there was a toilet um and you know by that point our standards are really really low so it's just like I was happy that there was you know an ability to close the door if I needed to go and I went one time and survived it so um then we we get into New Delhi, and I, my, that's the end of the yatra, we're done, we're on our own from there, my flight home is not till that evening, almost, uh, I think 11.30 at night, and I think we're getting in around noon, um, by the kindness of another person I met on this trip, uh, an Australian, <laughs> who, um, is my little guardian angel, we take a taxi to the same hotel that we had started at and she was kind enough she was going to be there for a few days she was kind enough to let me crash and i just i took a shower and i just laid in her bed and i re it was one of those feverish days you know where i'm just sleeping but i'm feverish i'm kind of aware of the time um i had ordered like toast and i think some tea but i just couldn't keep anything 
didn't just everything was making me nauseous and I was really like you know proud of myself because I thought I'd gotten through the worst the, the five-hour uh, train ride was really nervous about the 15-hour plane ride but I, I did feel better I mean as each hour passed I felt a little bit better um, so by the time I got to the airport and um, got on the plane I was feeling 70% better um, and anyway got through the 15 hour you know watched three movies slept a little red and and got to New York and like that like that in the blink of an eye my little adventure is over um, and you know I think that's where we'll leave it with I, I don't really know what more to say about it um, I'm glad I went it's it was an experience. Um, I, 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 what I've taken away from it, the two things I've taken away from it, um, is one is that I'm much stronger than I ever give myself credit for because this is not a trip for the meek and mild. None of it. Um, so to any of us that had been on the trip, any of us that showed up, um, you know, pat on the back because we are tough fucking people. <laughs> and two, um, the second thing I took away from it was, you know, I think I think I mentioned in the last podcast that I was insecure about my likability. Um, I, I think that one we could put to rest because, you know, I met some awesome people, wonderful people that I connected with. And, and there's a difference between connecting with people and just on the surface, um, you know, getting along with people. And... And I met some wonderful, lovely human beings that um, I had great conversations with. And again, I guess the word is that I, you know, connected with. Um, and when I get to get to see people, what when I get to see what how people react to me, I guess um, all those insecurities I have about being liked or not liked um, kind of wash away. Cause I'm awesome. <laughs> no, I, I'm not. Um, no, I. I'm just. I'm very fortunate to um, have met the people I've met and have had this experience. It was an awesome experience. Um, it was. Uh, it had it all. It had it all. But you know, if, if this was a story that I could write. It had it all, but the love story, there's no love story aspect of this, except to say that there, you know, men who practice Ashtanga are just by general gorgeous. <laughs> like, whoa. Um, there's something gorgeous about a man that has this practice. Um, just the flexibility, the dedication, and um, the ability to be open to all things like that is kind of cool. But um, but there's no love story, there's no love connections. Um, but aside from that, it had everything. It had, you know, the the highs and lows of a, a great a great little story, a great little adventure. So <clears throat> there you go. Um, thanks for listening. I think I'm hoping that next week I have a guest with me. So that's my plan. Um, so maybe she'll have some follow-up questions that I didn't think to discuss. Anyway, I hope you all have a wonderful um, 
weekend and I will talk to you on the flip side.